questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. According to a UN whistleblower, the WHO is, quote-unquote, tip of the spear for global tyranny. The United Nations World Health Organization is in the process of usurping ever greater powers over the nations of the world with updates to its international health regime. WHO whistleblower Dr. Astrid Stockelberger said, The WHO has an official agenda for 10 years of ongoing pandemics from 2020 to 2030. They have had this plan for quite some time. Bill Gates grins and chuckles on camera when he announces the next pandemic. Citizens from countries around the world must rise up and make sure this usurpation does not succeed, or freedom and self-government will be lost forever, she warned. Also, experts from the WHO, UN British Secret Services, the US and UK military, the CDC, Pfizer, and government health agencies have revealed a criminal record to implement worldwide tyranny under the guise of pandemics. Now, imagine a day with a new healthcare system. It's actually here. And as the saying goes, when you build it, they will come. Welcome to the dawn of Freedom Healthcare. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, Rebounders, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Julie Wentz is the co-founder of Arizona Stands Up and the founder, trustee, and minister of Freedom Healthcare. Julie has an extensive background in marketing and management in big box retail management, senior living communities, and technology startups. Along with decades of event management, she received her bachelor's at Oregon State University and spent six months in Vienna, Austria at the University of Vienna, obtaining her international business degree. She is also respite foster parent for the West Valley in Arizona. The website is freedom-healthcare.us. And to tell us what Freedom Healthcare is all about and how it will grow nationwide from my home state of Arizona, I'd like to welcome Julie Wentz. Hello, Julie, and welcome to Veritas. Hello, Mel. How are you? Thank you for having me. I am fine, and thank you for being here with me today because a lot of information is actually coming out saying that uh, this global dictatorship that's coming, it's really the CDC, the WHO, the, the tip of the spear, but there are protections, there are constitutional rights that we have that a lot of people are not too aware of. So what is the backstory for from how you started Arizona Stands Up to now Freedom Healthcare? Well, it actually started uh, in February 2020 when I ended up going down one of those rabbit holes that I think a lot of us 
ended up going down. But I actually had two ladies staying with me um, that were from Washington State. And one of them had worked in uh, worked for Boeing for 30 years and lived in Wuhan and knew the Wuhan Virology Lab and the wet market. And those conversations over those few days started me researching what was really going on because in my gut and like a lot of people, something was off, something was wrong. So that started the research and looking into what was happening behind the scenes, everything from learning about the patents that are existing all the way through Gates, WH uh, 2020-0606, cryptocurrency uh, patent for body posit- using body positivity data, all of the things that were floating out there and all of these pieces really started coming together. It's like there's something going on. It's not good. And what we're being told is not true. So during this time, we know we all went through a lot of state lockdowns. We went through the whole uh, scamdemic and what was going on. So our goal with Arizona Stands Up was to remove the state of emergency because we knew there was not an emergency. And it was restricting freedoms, killing businesses, um, just wreaking havoc, kids in school, just everything across the board. So the goal was to take down the state of emergency. And we started looking for attorneys to help us. And we first started reaching out to what we thought were the general constitutional attorneys across the country. No one would take the lawsuit. Then we started looking at just normal attorney firms here in Arizona. And basically it was crickets across the board. So we finally did find one conservative firm. They agreed. They were conservative. They knew what was going on behind the scenes. They were willing to take it. We just had to raise the retainer. So we got close to raising the retainer, started working, had a great group of volunteers that were helping us. And when we finally got close to raising the retainer and then that final promise money reached out to say, hey, we got a couple questions. We're about ready to go. And the head of the firm said, oh, sorry, Governor Ducey has uh, asked us to represent him on another case. We can't help you. So it would be a conflict of interest. And I was pretty angry. But then I realized, all right, God was protecting us because if they were willing to go represent Ducey on something else, then we certainly didn't want them. So we started out again, reaching out for attorney firms. And during this time, there started to be the um, kind of the remission of the lockdowns, the softening of, of the closures and the rules. And a few of the attorneys we reached out to said, well, you don't have standing anymore. It's like, wait, the state of emergency is still up. There's no emergency. Why, why are you saying we don't have standing? And I think one of the, the main things that really made us realize that the system was corrupt across the board was one of the final attorneys that we talked to was actually a, a decently well-known attorney here in Arizona. And I started just the conversation from that point forward, talking to different firms. Are you a constitutional attorney? And we asked that question at the beginning of the conversation with this gentleman, and he laughed and said, the Constitution's been gone for 120 years. And I just said, click, we're done, hung up, and started realizing everything that was going on, going, all right, our legal system's corrupt, our executive, nationwide, federal, state, uh, governor, secretary of state, everything that's happened It's just corrupt across the board, judicial system, legal system, governments. 
and started looking, all right, this is, this is going to come down to us. So we started shifting some of what we were doing to a more um, proactive community-based uh, information. So we started uh, Freedom Town Hall. So we had medical professionals come before the people to talk about how they could deal with COVID, um, what were natural ways to do it. We were getting information out to the people. We started a grassroots newspaper called the Freedom Papers, which was uncensored information, kind of like our founding fathers committees of correspondence. The goal was to get articles and information out that were uncensored and a medical freedom alliance bringing medical professionals together that had the real information. And toward the, probably mid, late summer last year, uh, early fall, is when the uh, not only the front line, so police, our you know, federal army, military, and then all of our medical entities here in Arizona started mandating the experimental gene therapy on all of the medical professionals. And I thought, all right, I know what they're doing. I know it's coming. God gives us wisdom and discernment of the things that are happening. And, and this just kept growing throughout this time. I thought they want to destroy our frontline military and then all of the caretakers that take care of people. So during that time uh, is when we created a three-part document process to help the employees of the medical systems here in Arizona hold their ground in their positions so there was a phase one, two, and three. Phase one was documents regarding informed consent, a letter to the employer saying, okay, if you want me to take this experimental gene therapy, um, I want to know if, if I get sick, you're going to pay for my health insurance. If I die, you're going to pay my life insurance. All of these different things that they had to agree to, and these were letters to the CEOs and the HR, along with a receipt, a signed receipt, so the medical professionals started taking that out to their HR at the hospitals around the state, Dignity, Banner, Honor. And um, that was the first part. Very few got a signed receipt or anything returned. We went to phase two. Phase two was a, a notarized affidavit that the employees could take into the HR and CEO directly and say, okay, here's all the things that are going on. You're violating my constitutional rights, uh, U.S. Code, Clean Hands Act, all the things that were entailed that rights that they were violating of um, the employees. And just kind of just a little, little backstory on me. I, I didn't like history didn't like politics, never expected to get into anything like this. I had a nice little tiny life with my dog, just doing my thing. And then, you know, the entire, the entire thing opens up. So I had learned how to write these notices and affidavits from a couple gentlemen that were fighting for um, our election integrity here in Arizona and then helping businesses stay open. And then the third phase was a cease and desist. And each of these documents went into not only the internal information that these employees were receiving from the upper echelon of the hospital systems, but also holding them accountable. So the cease and desist went directly to the CEOs in HR and put a $2 million liability personally on their heads should they terminate any of the employees or push the COVID protocols. 
And we know that those cease and desists had uh, bearing because three of the CEOs uh, of Dignity are retiring. Two and then one more recently of the four that were served, three are retiring. So we know we made a difference, but also looking at, okay, down the road, they could use these documents. It helped them hold their jobs. I got emails from employees across the state going, thank you. It was accepted. We know these documents made a difference. They were holding their ground. So if they did ever have to go to court, they would already have these documents in place. But also realizing all of this time, this was just reactive. This is reactive work. I knew down the road, this wasn't going to stop. These employees would still probably be terminated in the future and the agenda wasn't going to stop. And that kind of comes to the point of how Freedom Healthcare got started. This is so important and it's so timely and relevant right now. But since the beginning of the pandemic, Julie, I've been reminding people that our governor here, Governor Ducey, sits on the board of TGen. You probably know this. Yeah. TGen is an Arizona-based research company very invested in research, testing and vaccine for COVID-19, testing, and he, he could be in some way benefiting. And no wonder he prolonged the economy-crushing business closures, the, the, the face masks, and the social distancing rituals. What do you think of Ducey? Well, I, I agree with you. And what bothers me the most is that was the goal <clears throat> to take down the state of emergency, which we couldn't even find attorneys to help us do that. And we're also in the third legislative session with our Senate and House, and they have refused to hold him accountable. They could have had two-thirds vote, ended the state of emergency, and we'd be done. Well, the state of emergency is still up in Arizona. The original March 11, 2020 state of emergency is still intact. And I had several volunteers texting me a couple weeks ago going, oh my gosh, you know, Arizona Republic said that Ducey said, you know, there's no more emergency. And, and one of the one of the senators announced at an LD meeting that, that Ducey was dropping the state of emergency. And I just went to the executive order website and there's no rescission of his original executive order. It's still there. So to me, talk is cheap. And we know the money that's been coming from the federal government being in the state of emergency and how all of the states have been benefiting. And that money, even that money that's come in, there was twice, once I think 2020, once in 2021, where Ducey gave $25 million and then $38 million to the hospital systems here in Arizona for, quote, bonuses or help. So the money's been free-flowing, and where is it gone? I would love to see an accounting in Arizona of all of the CARES Act money and the money that's coming in. And if people don't think that there isn't more behind this, all they have to do is look at his three executive orders, one uh, that was re-upped in February of this year and two from last year that talk about the surveillance um, system that he's put in place, where every 24 hours, the information when someone is vaccinated, um, who they are, ethnicity, what the vaccine was, where they live, all their HIPAA information is going to uh, Arizona DHS. And then it goes on to two federal databases that are collecting information on people. So we're still in an emergency and that gives him the right 
to continue this surveillance, sending information to the federal government. And I, I just think that corruption is across the board. Absolutely. And this is apolitical. It happens on the left. It happens on the right. And uh, we're just off, hot off the press. I just received this. CDC defies judge, pushes masks for travelers. And I keep saying this, that the pandemic industrial complex won't stop. And there's plenty of evidence to prove this. Again, just today, the CDC said this, quote, at this time, CDC recommends that everyone age two and older, including passengers and workers, properly wear a well-fitting mask or respirator over the nose and mouth in indoor areas of public transportation, end quote. They want to continue this, Julie. And if it's not yeah. COVID, um, all of a sudden the variants stop. Why is it? Because of Ukraine? Because of Russia? Uh, because the elections are coming? Now we have the Roe versus Wade issue. There are so many distractions taking place right now. But I know Bill Gates is ready for the next one. Yes. Yeah, he is. And you're absolutely right. I saw that where uh, Rochelle Blinsky announced that. And I think there's this breather and this is where people think they're like, oh, my gosh, we're getting our lives back. And and they think they have their freedoms back, which they should never have been taken away in the first place. But I think they're doing it because the election's coming. They're trying to kind of spread this out to get past the election. And I've told people, I just think it's going to be a bigger whammy as soon as we're on the other side of the elections. But then there's also other information coming forth about other viruses, other things that could be launched, the digital currency. You're right. They're not stopping the agenda and, and it's just going to keep going. And there's all these pieces that fit together. Even with our, um, in our state here in Arizona, there's, we found some uh, IGA contracts, intergovernmental contracts between the federal government and some of the counties. And it had to do with the government giving them COVID money for specific things. Well, it also has to do with the quarantine and isolation camps that they want to build here. And there was even a, um, a job description that was up for about two months here in Arizona, it got pulled down a couple of weeks ago, I guess the position was filled for an isolation and quarantine manager of facilities in Arizona. I mean, it's it's out in the open. People have to see, they have to be aware, they have to look. And a lot of people just aren't seeing what's going on. They're just being inducted with fear through the media, through what's going on. And you're right, the distractions are Intense, And if they're distracting us with one thing, that means something else is behind the scenes. We've learned through this whole thing, you know, the Bible says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Everything's upside down right now. Everything's upside down. So there's definitely more on the other side. It's a bizarro world. It's upside down. They gaslight us. They project their own crimes into us. Now we have this what do you call it, the disinformation governance board that's coming out? Uh, why is it? Because we are telling the truth, but now truth is lie. It's so confusing living life these days, Julie. Yeah, it is. And, and it, you know, if at least for me and the people that I know, if you don't have a strong faith going through this, it's even harder for people that don't have something to hang on to because... You know, the spiritual warfare is intense that's going on. And people have to understand this is deliberate and they're going after people at every level. 
And you're right, the disinformation, I just started laughing because I've been telling people for a year, have you guys read 1984? You need to get out the book again. You know, the ministry of truth is coming. And here, you know, it happens. And it's the same the day after, you know, the Roe v. Wade, you know, leak. There's just so many distractions to keep people off kilter with fear, you know, the uh, in Russia, the the uh, nuclear plane that's circling, you know, it hasn't been up there for 15, 12, 15 years. And now that plane is circling and just all these pieces to put fear into people when they really just need to look for the truth and understand that people are just getting played and there's a global agenda. Well, as I said uh, today on, on my Facebook page that uh, probably the toughest language to learn for most people and the road less traveled is the truth. No matter how much information you give them, they just don't want to listen, especially, and again, I don't want to be accusing or judging anybody who has taken the, the stinger, but, you know, I hear from so many friends and even family members who are proud to say, I got my fourth booster and, you know, I feel great. And the next day they have a call, they don't feel well, and they wonder why. It's like they don't question anything. And even when I tell them, have you looked into the insert that finally Pfizer put out? Nope, I haven't. I haven't. I, I don't care. When you get on a plane, you trust the pilot. When you go to the doctor, you trust the doctor. And they have this lack of logic that if this is the case and everybody has to be forced into this, this is an extension level event in the future. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's been probably the hardest thing through this is the division that it's created. You know, it's divided our family in half, you know, kids in half where uh, half the family thinks it's, you know, it's okay. And that we're all, you know, crazy conspiracy theorists. I'm like, you know what, there's no theory here. There is a conspiracy against the people and then division of friends. And you're right, the people that have taken it have just been so lied to and they believed, like you said, the doctor says to do this, the government says to do this, so it must be okay without doing the research on their own. But I, I've watched the last, um, uh, probably about the last six, eight months where we've seen a, a, a definite, a black and white division between those who see and those that are still asleep to this widening piece in the center where, um, I've gotten contacted from people. One was from a lady in the Midwest that said, I drank the Kool-Aid. I took the jab. I'm having horrible adverse reactions. What do I do? So people are starting to see, okay, there are things coming from this experimental gene therapy. There are health issues. They're hiding the amount of deaths that have actually happened. When you look at the VAERS reports, there's, you know, it's either maybe one or 10% of what's actually been listed. And then the data is being kept from people. So people are starting to wake up in the conversations I've had with people and friends that I know that I've taken it. I'll talk to them first. It's like, are you okay? Like, how are you feeling? And then I'll just say to them lovingly, because we have to love people through this. Yes. Promise me you and your family will never take a booster. Promise me the information is coming out. The truth is coming out. Like, promise me that. Because they, they've they been blinded. I remember one of the first, um, I turned off the TV and news and everything almost two years ago. But I remember one of those first uh news stories when the pandemic hit it was like the beginning of March 
and watching on the TV screen how big the word pandemic was and the fear that was coming at people from all directions. We didn't know what it was. Oh my gosh, or you know, what's what's happening? What's really going on? And that fear as people just get sucked into the boob tube, that fear has not relented in this mockingbird media that says it from every single aspect, the same uh, verbiage, the same agenda. So that's all people hear. If they're not looking for the truth or researching on their own, they're only hearing one thing. And that was such a fear. That picture was such fear. And then you go out and go, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not dying. Nothing's getting to me. And I happen to trust my God given immune system. I happen to trust that, you know, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. If not, if not, you know, it's not. So I happen to trust what God gives us. And it's hard for people to uh, not be blinded. And, you know, everything we try and do to, quote, wake them up, some people are are never going to wake up. I, I kind of look at the percentages now. If we look at 100%, there might be, you know, 10% of us that really see and understand what's going on because we've been given that wisdom and discernment of the truth. And then there's probably 40%, maybe 50 of people that will never see this. They're just not going to see it. But thank God there's this 30, 40% that's now blooming and questioning and starting to see what's really going on. I love it that you're using all the right words, Mockingbird Media. They are actually legally authorized to lie. And if you need, folks, if you need to make me direct you to the blog, go to take a look at the Smith Munt Act and how it was revised in 2013 by the Obama administration, allowing the media to use propaganda in the United States to essentially lie to you. And, you know, yes, people have been blinded into fear. And when people are in fear is when they're easier to manipulate. So they have used all these tactics that the intelligence apparatus has been using for over a hundred years to manipulate the masses. So that's why I keep saying this is not going away. What percentage of the people you think are getting placebos? Cause I ask, cause a lot of people are getting it and they say, I feel, I just feel fine. But then they get the second or the first booster. And that's when things wreak havoc into them. So it's cumulative. Are they waiting for the next boosters to really get into the nitty gritty of things to make people less fearful of taking it? I, I honestly don't know. I personally, um, I personally don't think there's any placebos. That's just me. I think that this was all out war on the people and maybe some people's immune systems are stronger. Some people aren't, you know, they went after our weakest. They went after, Uh, anyone that has Medicare, Medicaid, they, you know, all of the workers in senior living communities, all of the residents had, you know, double jab, they all had to take it. Um, Again, this is another part of the agenda that has to do with money um, on different levels. So they've, they've set this in motion with the control for decades, if not an eon. I personally don't think there is because I think there's so many different things that are in the different uh, shots that may not show up till later. We do know, I think some of the, the research has shown if people have made it to their third or fourth jab, they're just not going to make it. I mean, they're just not going to make it because the, the spike protein actually destroys, you know, it gets in there and it 
brings down your immune system. That's why people are having um, HIV type uh, reactions. Things are, their immune systems are being destroyed. And I think there's more in there that we don't even know about yet. I recently had a Holocaust survivor on this program, Vera Sharaf, and we discussed the parallels that she saw during World War II and what we're seeing today. But during that conversation, I remember I heard about a lady, and this is documented, a African-American lady in the state of Illinois. She was going to go to the local pharmacy where everybody was going to take the shot, and she decided to drive to another town who was mostly more prevalently white. And she went into the pharmacy and, okay, I'm ready to get my COVID vaccine. And they say, oh, but, but you're black. We can't give it to you. And she said to herself, okay, I'm out of here. So obviously they're using zip codes and locations to have a specific type of what's in that in, in, inside of that file. What do you think about that? Yeah, it, it definitely could be because when you look at Ducey's surveillance order and every piece of information that's being collected from that individual that takes the shot is going to the two federal databases where they're tracking everything. So I, I that's a total possibility. You probably heard about the information that's coming out about the, and by the way, a lot of people are confused about this snake venom that's supposedly inside of the vaccines or the virus. Just folks just think that they could actually replicate anything in a, in a lab these days. It doesn't have to be snake venom. It could be an analog somewhat, but I remember that they said that nicotine and heavy smokers are not getting COVID or they're not suffering as much as the rest and not that many hospitalizations. So this doctor stated that nicotine unbinds this spike protein. And now that made me wonder, in December of 2019, President Trump signed a law uh, that lowered or actually changed the, the, the age of smoking from 21 to 18. And the excuse was, oh, too many kids are smoking and vaping right now. Isn't that interesting that all of a sudden the commercials were everywhere about not smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke, just before COVID hit? Right. You're right. Yeah. I'd heard the same thing where maybe it actually helped people not get COVID, which is crazy. Right. So, or, or may their lungs be, you know, as affected what in the world is in there that, you know, would actually help. And again, all the things that were taken away that were proven to actually help people from the ivermectin and the hydroxychloroquine and things that we'd known for decades and decades actually helped people and all of the natural substances or things that work were taken out. No, you can't have that. No, you. we're going to give you remdesivir, which Fauci has a patent on that's been around for a while. So we're going to give you that and then we're going to vent you. And the hospitals were making money off all this. There was something like each person's worth, I don't know, over $100,000 for every everything that happens regarding COVID in a hospital. It, it It's just... You know, sometimes I think we, <laughs> I keep thinking I, I haven't gotten to the bottom of the, of the evil that's going on and then something else comes. You know, it just, it, it just astounds me what is really going on behind the scenes. And I'm, even though I don't like, you know, where I'm at or what's going on, 
I'm really happy that I see what's happening because this is where we can help people and we have to stop this. We, we have to get out of what's happening because you're right, this is a, an extinction event and it's global depopulation and there's agenda behind it and everything is very open. You can find this everywhere. Evil has to tell you what it's doing before it, it does it. You can look at the World Economic Forum, look at Klaus Schwab's Young Global Leaders, look at the people that have gone through his classes through the Young Global Leaders program and where they're all placed now. They're actually placed in all these positions. I watched him one day talking with someone in some reporter in Canada and he was saying, you know, we're so happy that virtually everybody in the Canadian cabinet is a young global leader. And you look. Um, you know, Gates went through it. Macron went through it. Uh, Jacinda Dern from New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea Clinton. All these people have gone through that program. Our little, you know, Castro up in Canada. They've all gone through that program. This has been <laughs> That's planned. Right. I'm glad you said that because I've been saying it for years that he, he, to me, if I could get a strand of his hair, I could tell you, I could prove to the world that he's actually Fidel Castro's Son, absolutely. And look, the, the, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. And for my, Can- my Canadian brothers and sisters, and my Australian brothers and sisters and New Zealand, what is happening? What is happening? Why are you taking this the way you are? Well, you know what? You have to look at we're virtually the only country left that still has our Second, Second Amendment. Amendment. Yep. They've, you know, they've strategically gone after countries and removed their guns because it's control whether it started back in, you know, Germany with the Nazis, or you look at New Zealand, Australia, Canada, um, France, and where they are at this point. And I have a friend that I've known since fourth grade. He was in the military in uh, here in America, but he lives in New Zealand, and he tries to keep me up on what's going on. And it's just, you know, we're it. I remember seeing a... Um, an interview with a, a Russian defector, like back in the eighties, I can't remember his name, but he was talking about the four steps that take a country to socialism and then communism. And that was back in the eighties. And he goes, you know, America's already at the third stage. And he said, I had somewhere to go. I had somewhere to leave Russia too. And America, there's nowhere to go. There, there's nowhere to go after this. We, there's not another country we can go to escape what's coming. We have to fight. And we have our Constitution and our Second Amendment. What is it going to take to get all the people to stand up? We have other countries rooting for us because they know basically it's it's going to come down to us because they're being controlled. The digital passports that are going on in Canada, that they're implementing it through the airports and the airlines. It made me sick to my stomach watching it was last summer when when the Jewish people had to show their vaccine papers to go into the grocery store and they put yellow star stickers on them. Okay, that takes us right back to the Star of David in Nazi Germany. Well, and, that and is happening don't. in Israel. And this is why I was talking to Vera Sharaf and I said, yeah. Israel, isn't this the last bastion for the Jewish people to go to and escape from what they went through never again? And they're going through it again? And they're letting themselves go through it again? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and but, you know, again, she's one of the, you know, few survivors. Once you've taken out a generation, people forget. 
They've been taking the books out of schools. They've been taking the Bible and God out of schools. They've been slowly removing things. Well, you ask younger kids today, do you know what the Holocaust is? Or do you know what happened to the Jewish people? Well, not a lot of them know. And once, once you've gotten rid of the last people, you can do it all over again. And they're doing it. And I can't believe that the Jewish people don't remember what they've gone through. Absolutely. And what you were, you were talking about this defector. We've had G. Edward Griffin on this program many times. And you're talking about uh, Yuri, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Besmanov. And the four? Yeah, maybe that was it. Yes. Yep. Yuri Besmanov. Yeah. We discussed okay. him in detail here and what he went through. And by the way, my parents escaped communism and probably every day of my life, my father passed away, but he used to tell me when I used to go to school or to work, he said, look, enjoy the birds and the blue sky and all these freedoms because... God forbid something happens here. We have nowhere to escape to. We had a chance. We were lucky that we were able to escape to, but you won't. So defend your freedoms at all costs. But the four stages of ideological subversion for anybody who wonders. Stage one, demoralization. Stage two, destabilization. Stage three, crisis. And stage four, normalization. I think we're at stage four right now. I, I think so too. And even, you know, you reminding me what those four were because I didn't remember other than the stage we were in. You look at how they twisted um, last year. We were going into the new normal. It was the new normal. And there's your normalization. Even the words that they use are so blatant. And I was having a conversation with someone yesterday trying to explain. I mean, I feel like it's constant catch up trying to explain to people what's been happening the last two years or where to find the information. And it's like, it's all out there, you know, go to the world economic forum, look at agenda 2030 and then event 201 and, you know, pan full pandemic run through before they release the COVID virus out of the military games in Wuhan, China, you can find all this information and it's just so open. It's so open. Even Klaus Schwab going, You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. They're telling what they're going to do. They're, they're very blatant and honest in what they're doing. Evil has to tell what it's doing before it does it. This is spiritual warfare at its, its, its best. And I think also, we've discussed this before. Obviously, I have no scientific proof to say it, but I've talked to some people who say that some of the contents of this vaccine, or that's not even a vaccine, it's, it's mRNA gene therapy, Basically, it will go into certain regions or certain aspects of your DNA, and it will remove compassion, empathy, and spirituality. They want soulless zombies just walking around, part of a hive mind, and this is why there's graphene oxide inside of it. And I think this is there's a connection between these antennas that are popping out everywhere, which, by the way, when we were all locked down, you saw these vans everywhere erecting these antennas all over the place. I saw them in Arizona. So I wonder if yeah. there's a connection eventually where they turn it on to make people sad, to make people happy, to make people apathetic. So just part of the hive mind so that you don't think for yourself. They don't want sovereign individuals. They want the word sovereignty out of even countries. Right. No, you're absolutely right. When when this was going on, you know, and nobody's working and um I'm like, I just, I can't stay home. I'm not scared. I'm going to go out and help people. So I was out doing um, food delivery for people that were staying in their house because they were so scared. I would just 
delivering oh, that's food nice. to people. Sometimes I'd be literally the only one on the street for, you know, there weren't any, even any police. Sometimes I'd be the only one on the street, maybe for hours. It was crazy. And you're right. So many 5G towers went up everywhere. They went up everywhere, big ones. And even now there's these little toppers, these little cylinder looking toppers that are going on top of just uh, pole lights, power light lines, poles. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Light posts. Yeah. They're, they're everywhere. And then even when they allowed in um, uh, uh, WeLink, they started hitting the ground sometime last year and they were selling these little tiny six inch uh, towers, little tiny towers for the top of your top of your roof, touting high speed internet. If you used one of these and you could get by it in HOAs because these things are tiny. Well, I knew there were boots on the ground last year getting things in. And the company WeLink is actually part of Huawei or however you say it. Oh, wow. The Chinese te- yeah. The Chinese telecommunications company that does like global surveillance. And 5G. So not only do you have these little 5G, you know, major radiation towers sitting on your roof, maybe possibly not just give Wi-Fi, but tracking everything and the radiation that's being put out not only on you, but on your neighbors. And you wouldn't even know if your neighbor had one because these things are tiny. And I was driving on one of the highways here the other day, and I knew there was just boots on the ground. And I saw a truck, just like a normal cable truck, like Cox Cable, and it was WeLink. They now have trucks on the ground going out, putting these up, installing them, and advertising. To me, this pure surveillance, this goes along with what, you know, uh, Apple and Google did with Boardwalk. You know, we're connecting the communities through uh, the ring doorbells and all the other information. All these things are, are connectivity to connect us. So each of these little pieces, but you're right, the towers were everywhere. And you're right, there's more information coming out on um, what could be in the experimental gene therapy, what, uh, what it could do to people if and when the 5G's turned on, as well as the other stuff that's in there. And as Pfizer started releasing um, their the things that were wrong, the adverse reactions or all of their testing or whatever, one of the top things on that, I think it was first or second nine-page list, was a P3G genome something, where it's actually a gene deletion, like you said. It deletes a gene in your body. And it has to do with the frontal cortex. So why would they need to delete genes? You know, why? And what gene, what's it going to do to somebody? It's just, it's so evil. You know, I I, I laugh when I hear the word side effects. It's not side effects. They're direct effects and they know it. But speaking of surveillance, what you just said, I did, by the way, I did not know this of WeLink doing this, but it makes a lot of sense because, as you know, 5G has to be, the antennas have to be in close proximity between one another. And I don't think HOAs are going to allow these new poles in every other house. So what if they put something on top that's inconspicuous on top of somebody's roof? Well, you might remember in the middle of 2020, 
I, at least I did, and my family got messages from Amazon, for example, saying, hey, do you give permission to share your, your uh, what do you call it, Echo or Amazon Alexa with your neighbors? Because we yes. want to create a network. And then you have Google Nest, the thermostats, that are known to listen to you, to watch you, and also they could be used to get into your Wi-Fi router. Look at what happened in Arizona with Nest thermostats. Yeah. Yeah. And even I think it was it was very quietly rolled out like the end of 2020 or even the middle, um, that boardwalk that did connect. It was either Google or Apple created boardwalk, which means we can connect you with all your neighbors. We're just going to have you all connected. So, you know, you're all just kind of together. So, yeah. And by the way, speaking of the Second Amendment, once the Second Amendment goes and we are the last bastion and I get a lot of messages from my friends in Canada, in Australia, New Zealand saying, please, please, U.S., stand strong, stand strong. Look at where we are now. And that They know, they know that, especially in Australia, what triggered them to lose their, their, <laughs> they tried this many times here and it's still not catching. But once the Second Amendment goes, the First Amendment amendment goes with it. And this is why they're trying to now curtail our First Amendment rights by saying, if you're saying something that is considered disinformation, then you're going to be in trouble. And, you know, in the age of the Patriot Act, as you know, there's really no habeas corpus. They can go to your house without a search warrant, without anything, a, a judge warrant, knock on the door, disappear you. Right, right. And it's, you know... In the state of emergencies, and virtually every state is still in the state of emergency, it gives them the rights to, you know, isolate and quarantine, mass vaccinate, get the federal money, but it also changes the rights of people. And I think it was um, the two era statutes that Ducey used to keep us in the state of emergency. I think it was done in, in 2002. One of them was. And it gives him the complete power Well, not only staying in the emergency, and I'm sure you've heard this, where we have the WHO has now created this world constitution that if we are in a pandemic or in a global state of emergency or whatever they deem as a state of emergency. And I think all the countries, except maybe one or two little ones, have signed this global constitution. The constitutions and rights of people and their sovereign countries are null and void because this WHO constitution takes over. So it becomes the one world government, the one world order, the leadership at that highest level. Let's just give Tedros all the power because we know who he is. And the agenda is just coming into place. So now we have a worldwide constitution. People don't even realize that since we're still in a state of emergency or perceived emergency, they can do whatever they want. Is Tedros Adhanom, Gabriel Jesus, that's his full name, is he really a, uh, a doctor, a medical practitioner? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I have looked everywhere and I can't I find it. No. I can't find I anywhere. Just kind of a bad guy. I don't know. I think he's a bad guy anyway, but I kind of, I think a lot of these people have just been placed specifically. And just honestly, I think that what he has is a, an honorary doctorate degree from somewhere. And when he speaks, he does not, 
he does not call for the attention. I mean, I, I just, these people, I mean, Fauci has been around for how many years? What, what is his yeah. budget? Uh, also the CDC. A lot of people think the CDC is just like the Federal Reserve. Oh, they are government entities that have our, our, you know, well, they're well-intentioned. As everybody knows, Federal Reserve is not federal and has no reserves. And the CDC is a private organization that just survives from donations of the biggest pharmaceutical companies around the world. And they have their own patent. Now, isn't this a conflict of interest? <laughs> Completely. And people keep thinking, oh, the CDC is part of the government. No, it's a private entity. Yeah. And you're letting you're letting another private person, another private entity tell you what to do with your body, how you should breathe, where you can go, and what freedoms you get. I'm like, I don't think so. You don't have any right to do that. We have our not only our God-given personal rights, we have inalienable rights. We have the Bible that gives us common law and the rights that God gives us. And we have a constitution to protect that. Anything else outside of that is null and void. But people have been so trained to listen to the government that it's why we're where we're at. Well, it's just like Bill Gates. Why do we have to listen to a college dropout without a degree? Granted, he's a billionaire, but he's not a medical practitioner. And you see hundreds of, of photographs all over the world where he's actually vaccinating people, injecting people in Africa. They don't want him in India. They kicked him out of there and they're suing him because so many people became paraplegic after some of his vaccines mal quote unquote malfunction, unless he was deliberately done to reduce the population. And he, yeah, and he speaks that too. I mean, I don't remember which country it was, whether it was the Philippines or Taiwan, where one of his vaccines sterilized like 30,000 girls. I don't remember where it was, but everything he does, he's part of the agenda and everything he speaks is okay. Well, if we do, and I just watched this sometime this morning, it was an older video of him going, you know, if we do a really good job with our vaccines and, you know, this, this, we'll really make an imprint on reducing the world the population, population by 10%. Yeah. And, and who give, who gives him the right to decide that? I mean, you can go for miles and hours across the U S and there is open territory. And I want to know who's spraying our skies because that really makes me mad. That is our right to breathe. Who is spraying those chemicals in our skies and what is it doing to everybody? I, there's people doing things that are just so evil that they don't have a right to do to us that it, it, it just amazes me. Well, see, you keep opening other, other doors about the chemtrails. <laughs> I'm glad that you, you see, I, I, I sometimes don't touch certain subjects because I've talked to people who, when I say chemtrails, they immediately tune me out. Nope. Those, those are condensation trails. Don't go there with me Mel. but I'm going to go there because I've been here for 20-some years, and I remember when the skies were blue and the clouds were fluffy all the time, and they're not. So there's brain barium, which basically it just takes the potassium out of your body, and what happens? People get heart disease. You have strontium, which is a, a radioactive substance. People get cancer. And aluminum, people get Alzheimer's, 
and Parkinson's. And they're wondering all the time, why is this incidence of autism and this incidence of all these things? But they never look up. They never look at these metallic particles that are falling from the sky all the time. You see it in your car. You can just wipe your car and you see the metallic. You can get a magnet and put it on top of your glass in your car and you see all these things stick. A lot of people are breathing breathing that too, truly. Right. Well, and, and even everything that they put, all the metals in are in the vaccines that yeah. are, you know, probably creating the higher level of autism in kids. And as people have grown, you're right. So more metals means more dementia and Alzheimer's. And I think about when my girls were younger, they got, you know, I and I back then believed in vaccines because that's what the doctor tells you. Sure. You know, they had maybe, I don't know, 20, 24 different vaccines by the time they were babies to maybe age 12 or whatever. And now there's 78. These kids have 78 vaccines and they're trying to add, you know, the COVID shot and everything else along with it. 78 vaccines. And I've met so many people that have had kids that have had health issues after the vaccines or even really, really bad issues. What is that doing to people? You know, there's, why are they doing that? Why would you do that? Why would you add that when you know there's an adverse reaction? Well, I just, I keep going back to the evil symbiotic relationship between the food industry and big pharma. You know, when they shifted the the food pyramid back in late 50s or 64, when it became the, you know, low fat pyramid, and the low <laughs> fat tasted horrible, so they started sugar. putting sugar in everything to oh. bring the flavor back. And sugar creates inflammation. Inflammation creates disease. Well, there you go. Let's just partner with Big Pharma to give you a drug and then another drug for those side effects. And we're just Petri dishes. We're just their little experiments. We're like lab rats for money. We're just their little money pots. You see, I'm so glad you're so well-versed into this you're as deep as I am into the rabbit hole, so I'm glad that we're discussing this today. But sugar causes inflammation, and also it kills your microbiome. And I remember my conversation with Dr. David Perlmutter, who said, most people think that serotonin is produced in the brain. Only 10%. 90% is caused in the gut, in your microbiome. So if you're giving your, your body sugar all the time, you're basically killing it. You're basically causing candida. You're just taking all your nutrients because it takes, it nullifies a lot of the vitamins that you take. So, yeah, I remember uh, my my mother used to cook with, with animal fat, and I loved it. All of a sudden, they switch. Oh, no, they're telling us that that's bad. But even when we were born, there are five boys, and she gave us not natural breast milk. It was powdered milk because in the 60s, that's what they said. No, 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 no. Don't, don't give breast milk. Powder milk is what you need to give that's even healthier. So every year, something changes. What used to be good is now bad and vice versa. Exactly. Exactly. And you're right. It does come down to our health. And it was funny. I saw a picture the other day, a side-by-side of like 1978 at the beach. And then oh, it was like a skinny meme, people. And then 20, yeah. 2021 at the beach. And you look at the difference in people like the 70s, everybody was slim and healthy. And then you look at the obesity now. Well, the sugar is in everything. All you have, all people have to do is turn over and look at that ingredient list. And I guarantee sugar is either the second or third ingredient in probably 80 to 90% of the processed foods. 
it's, it's just there. And it's just to, I mean, the food that people are given is disgusting. The food that's on the store shelves is disgusting. I remember in 2020, um, my husband actually passed away and I was walking down the aisle, the, like the cookie and potato chip aisle. And I just stopped and I was looking at it going, okay, what would a caveman think if you could come eat anything off the shelf and it's going to be okay for five or 10 years? Mm-hmm. Like what is, what is completely wrong with this picture? You can go take something off a shelf and it will last for forever. Twinkies are like 20 years, whatever it is, the preservatives, the chemicals. And I just thought, oh my gosh, we have got to get back to you know, growing our own food, organic foods as much as possible, you know, vegetables and fruit without chemicals on it, because all they're feeding us is so crappy. And it's not necessarily the same over in Europe. I spent some time over there. I lived over there for about six months and we're in Austria and, you know, just going to the shops in France and the food and the freshness and the daily bread that was made, you know, bread did not last. You can't go get a loaf of, you know, wonder bread and have it sit on the counter for three weeks. You had to eat that loaf of bread in one day because it would go bad. Didn't have all the chemicals. It's, it's just disgusting. And I, I look around even just here in Arizona and I keep looking for good, healthy restaurants where every new area, every new corner, there's some gross fast food place that goes up as opposed to healthy food. It's like there it's everywhere. It's just bad food everywhere. Someone and there's told a me, reason. Someone told me once it's called fast food because it takes you faster to the grave. But you know, high fructose corn syrup, that's everywhere. And the reason why I think people are are obese today is because our bodies are literally starving. So we eat something and our body says, wait a second, you ate this whole thing, but I don't feel there's any nutrition there. So you're still hungry and you keep eating. Well, then I see people eating two burgers, but they have that diet soda next to it, which by the way, that's a different program and a different story. And you know, probably the work of Dr. Suzanne Humphreys about vaccines. She was a totally stellar doctor who vaccinated everybody that came to his, to her office. And then she finally saw the, had the Jesus moment, voila, and she started experimenting and finding out from babies who were vaccinated. She took, uh, she was a nephrologist. She was taking the stool samples weeks, months after, and she never found because they were told once you vaccinate, vaccinate the children, all that those metallic particles would be excreted. Well, she never found anything. Her conclusion was this is cumulative. This stays in their brains. So this is what we're experiencing right now. Tell me what is Freedom Healthcare, and then we'll discuss a lot of Freedom Healthcare in part two as well, because this is paradigm shifting what we're seeing right now and in your organization. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to when um, we were helping the medical professionals hold their ground with the document process. I realized everything that I was doing was reactive. They're still going to get terminated down the road. The agenda is not going to stop and we need to shift. And I ended up going to an event down in Tucson um, months ago where Dinesh D'Souza was speaking 
And he said something towards the end that just really kind of hit me over the head like a brick. He goes, we're in a place and time in America where things are going to have to change. We're going to have to create an America within America. We're going to have to create a new America. And I just thought about that going, you know what? This is like our Berlin Wall moment. This isn't a physical division. This is a division of our country and people. And if we don't do something, we're not going to come out of this. So I was having a conversation with a friend and I'm like, she's like, you know, we need to, you know, we're talking about how do we start a new healthcare system? And I'm like, that's way outside my wheelhouse. I don't have a medical background. You know, I don't have that kind of expansive knowledge to do something like this. And she's like, well, how do you know that God just doesn't have you here at this place in time to do this? So I started praying about it and thinking about it. And I said, okay, God, if you want me to do this, you're going to have to bring the people. You're going to have to bring the people with the knowledge. You're going to have to bring the people that we need to make this happen um, to help us get the word out like you are today and other people behind the scenes to put this puzzle together because we're creating something that hasn't been. But we also know with how the systems are falling, whether we watch our government fall, we watch our healthcare systems, you know, crumbling insurance systems, um, what they're doing to our military, um, just across the board, everything's crumbling and we have to get on the other side of this. So it was like, okay, God, bring me, bring me the people. I'm the hands and feet. I'm the organizer. I've done a couple things, but bring me the people to make this happen. And it's just been amazing. The people that are sharing the time behind the scenes to create this model for us to step out of the existing system and create a new system. And this is, you know, something we're seeing in a lot of different areas, whether it's, you know, parents pulling their kids out of school and creating, you know, at home schools, homeschooling, or, um, new businesses, uh, you know, just there's so many different pieces. I had people reaching out. There was multiple people that reached out from the airlines saying we have to take, you know, we have to take the job. What are we going to do? People that have been with the airlines for 25 years and they ended up having to quit because they wouldn't take it. And I told them, I said, you guys, you know, talk to, you know, reach out to Liberty Council in Florida. They're doing an airline, you know, class action suit. But I said, you guys, you guys need to band together. You need to just quit and you need to start a new airlines. People need to start Bingo. new things right now and step back into the private. We have our constitutional rights. We have every right to be in the private as individual Americans. We don't have to be part of the corporation of the United States. That corporation was made without our knowledge and without our consent. We have a right as you know, free human beings to be and do what we want to do without this tyrannical government oversight. So each of the pieces, I would get, you know, pieces of information. God would say a word and I'm like, okay, what is that? And nurses and doctors and, and, you know, tech people, all the people that are helping behind the scenes to get this off the ground. And the goal is to nail down the model here in Arizona and then share it with the rest of the States is uh, different uh, places that I've been able to speak like with you, um, the information gets out there. And right now I have about 14 states that want to know when we're going to be in their state. But like anything else, it's all it's all based on, on donations and raising the donations to launch it because we're literally going to step out of the beast system 
and create something new. So there's there's four different phases to what we're doing. Each phase, as God's given me information, each phase is kind of taken on um, a life of its own and what it's going to look like. So hold on, because we have so, to take a break. But when we come back, I really want to dissect all of this because I think there are some doctors who have been doing this for a long time individually, but not in groups. Because there's probably I've spoken to a couple of hundred doctors in the past two years. These are doctors who care, who are afraid. Yes, they are afraid because they went to, to colleges and universities. There, many of them are still paying their student loans. And the last thing they want is to lose their livelihood for saying the wrong thing. But if they stick together and something like what you're about to tell us in part two, they focus on there's a way out. There's a way out of this grip that's that's affecting all of us, not only in the United States, but worldwide. The problem is that in a lot of countries, medicine is socialized. So that is a, a different conversation to have. Julie, how can people learn more about your work and Freedom Healthcare? They can go to the website. It's www.freedom-healthcare.us. So freedom-healthcare.us. And that doctors too, right? Not only future future patients, but doctors too can join, correct? <laughs> yes, it's like it, it's we're taking staff applications for um, in the you know in the future in other states um, applications here, just putting the pieces. But the you know the best thing anybody can do to help us to help them is to donate and keep helping and keep donating because we're doing this. We the people are creating this for we the people without any sort of interaction from uh, big pharma, big hospital systems, or the insurance giants. I love the word freedom right next to healthcare. That's something that we haven't experienced in our lifetime for quite some time. My special guest today is Julie Wentz. We have one more hour to go. This is Mel Hostelrick, and you are listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest, and all of our material, proceed to the member section, or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store, for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS. CBD pure hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know.
I'm 